All right, you guys, welcome back to Quantum Magic TV. Every Monday at 12 p.m. PST, I get to bring on amazing people, and I'm stoked because I have Glenn Marsden. I'm saying that correct, right? You are, yes. Oh, and you know what? You are doing such amazing things because you have this imperfectly perfect campaign that is now getting really international traction and it's all about really changing the di dialogue around mental health hi That's welcome good. yeah yeah thank you first and foremost for inviting me on the show and obviously touching base i mean even hearing you say it how how well does that just roll off your tongue feeling imperfectly perfect it just already takes that weight off your shoulder like, because everybody in life is always trying to pertain to this thing of perfection, but we are not perfect. Yeah. So just to really draw back, that's what I wanted to do. And, and sadly, the premise behind it, it, it started because I lost a friend to suicide. And um, yeah, we only saw highlight reels, which we often do. Right. So my friend was in corpora back in the UK. I'd not seen him for maybe 17 years so, of course, you grow away from each other. You don't know. I turned social media on once because back in the day, I went through my own adversity with body dysmorphia, been in the fitness industry, right. got through that, turned social media off because it was an attributor, the comparison syndrome as it goes, yeah. um, turned it back on, saw an old friend who had passed away, looked into it. Nobody had said there was a buildup or anything. So with me being inquisitive, I was like, what happened? Social media, it was like cars, career, everything looked fine wow. and he'd taken his life. So to say I'd not seen this person, it was just somebody that I used to go to the gym with daily and became a friend and, and didn't know much about his life for 17 years. As you do, you grow up and you, you have your own life. Right. But I was looking through his socials and there was one video that his partner had put on with him and his little boy. And that mm -hmm. broke my heart because I've got a little boy. And for the fact that somebody would have to go to that child and say, so-and-so is not coming home that, Oh, just even thinking about that. And for the fact that somebody, I went through a dark space, but to think it's a moment of, of, well, not clarity where everything's clouded over and you think everyone would be better off without me when reality is no, they wouldn't. Oh my God. So, yeah. And it just touched me to the point where it knocked me around and I was like, what the hell can I do? So I reached out to a lot of organizations in Australia. They all said, no, thank you. Now I understood because they obviously have a lot of people wanting to do advocacy work. And right. I was like, well, you've met a guy from Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What can I do? And like yourself, I'm a creative, visual mediums, photography. I wanted to show the pure reality, the imperfections behind disrupting corporate silence and dis uh, disrupting social media and say, it's not all roses, but people who we pertain or we think have this success, let's uncover it. And yeah. let's see who's willing to open up and share and unveil. And yeah, as you say, it's just gone international within 12 months. It's now coming up to two years and it's brought me to incredible people that have then introduced me to yourself who is doing amazing work equally. So yeah, I thank you for everything you do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. Rob Mack uh, was actually on the show, a good friend of mine. That's how Glenn and I got meeting you guys if, uh, for the listeners. But I'm so curious to ask you a little bit deeper. I want to go, you know, of course, um, and talk more about Imperfectly Perfect, but what was it with your journey? What happened, if you don't mind diving a little bit deeper into that? Yes, yeah, certainly. So 
Look, it's very funny. I didn't talk for a long time about it. I was in right. the fitness industry um, with me. Externally, you would see I was teaching classes, group fitness classes to around 100 people. So extroverted, I was full of life. Behind the scenes, I started looking in the mirror for a couple of minutes and then obsessive compulsive. I was married. I was hiding it. Then we had our first child. And what began as, if anybody knows about body dysmorphia, there's what I have come to learn is there's two sides. You either obsess, look in the mirror, or you hide from the mirror. You just cannot stand looking at yourself. So My for me, boyfriend did that. He was standing in the mirror. Men, this is the thing. And men yeah. just won't talk about it. So yeah. for me, there's no judgment because I wouldn't. Till it got to the point... In Sydney, it's very hard to find childcare. So mm. anyone thinking about moving here, <laughs> just have a plan. So we decided it was either moving to where my wife was originally born. She grew up in the US, but was born in Thailand where her family moved back to or going back to the UK. For someone from the UK, we're like, cold weather? No, we're going to Thailand. Right. So I suppose it excited me, but it was to my detriment. Take away my friendships, a new culture, I had more time with my relationship with the mirror. Mm -hmm. So what started out as a couple of minutes here, there and everywhere went into three to four hours. And I was just pulling myself apart. And it's so funny because I posted on social media the other day, an image and everyone's like, my God, Glenn, you were shredded. I was like, that was a time I hated myself. Wow. It, it's, I look at it now and I go, Glenn, what did you do to yourself? Three years of hell. And it was the fact that I went in the end. I remember one day my wife suddenly, I told her and I broke down. First time I've cried in front of her. And I was like, I do not know how the hell I'm going to do. Like, what do I do? Like, I'm not thinking of anything silly to do to myself. Right. But at the same time, it's taking my time away from you. It's taking my time away from my newborn child. I've got a degree in fitness, sports, I know anatomy and physiology, I know. But what I'm seeing in the mirror is not the same as I've learned theoretically and I know how the body moves. So, and she was like, you're going to have to see someone because it's splitting our marriage up. Yeah. And I was like, so it really took that point. And I never blame my wife or anyone because like, as I say, like you, for instance, if you're on stage in front of all these people, people that would think, oh, she's got it all together. Behind the scenes, what we do to ourselves is, so they, they would think it's a sense of narcissism. So my wife would be like, come on, get over yourself. Like, stop looking in the mirror because you're on stage in front of all these people. You're like, right. you wear singlets. And, but it's, it's certainly not loving yourself. And I like, and my wife once apologized when she found out what it was, but she didn't understand it. And a lot of people don't. Right. So yeah, that, that was mine. I saw a therapist in Thailand, which wasn't, to be honest, that good. And one of the things with the campaign is listen to everyone's story because one therapist might not work, but keep going and see what works. So one guy in Thailand, and fair enough, they're all about education there. I told him about body dysmorphia. I, Dr. Google, Google it worked for me. I self-diagnosed myself. And to say Thailand's all about education, they're not very aesthetic minded like mm -hmm. bondi beach where i live in australia it's kind of like athletics la you know the go um so he didn't get it so i always say by the grace of god one day we got this email saying that we've got five days a week in childcare back in sydney 
and that's why I say grace of God. It like literally saved me. We flew back to Sydney. I went to see someone. Best thing they ever did was put me with a personal trainer who had been through this same thing. Wow. And what it was with me, I was teaching years of martial arts and those spin classes mm-hmm. on a bike. So predominantly I was putting a lot of force on my shoulders, which was overtaking my chest. Uh-huh. And my body dysmorphia stemmed from, I used to see these guys with these big aesthetic chests and go, I'm doing everything. Why aren't I getting that? Mm-hmm. And I had good friends around me and I was saying, I'm doing everything you're doing. Why are they not? And I was like, come on, I'm not that naive. What are you putting into your body as well? And they were going, no, nothing. We're natural. When I came out with my story and what had happened and everything, and they said, well, we were taking things, but we just didn't want to talk about it. I was like, but did you see what that did to me indirectly? I was like, I wouldn't have thought a really good friend would have lied to me. And indirectly, you have to be so careful. And I say to personal trainers, because what one personal trainer did once, and it really affected me, was the fact that I was training a lot and I was spending more money. People with body dysmorphia tend to want to obsess and train a bit more. So a trainer's taking your money, but then your trainer indirectly, unbeknownst to them, is posting pictures of their clients getting results who may be taking something. Yeah. And who you're seeing is, that trainer's not proud of me. So again, it's an internal dialogue. You, and, and you're like, and that trainer now, I once told him, he actually for university did a dissertation on body dysmorphia from our interaction. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's so true. And it's so, it's happening so much and it's really in the dark and the body dysmorphia thing, mental health is huge for sure. But even the body dysmorphia stuff, like I, my ex had would stand there and just like look at his muscles and, and pinch and like for, and I would be like, what is this? And I didn't really realize, like you said, and it's just kind of like this dark place that I think people just fall into. And that's that mental side of things is that when you allow your mental health to and circle, almost you cycle into these thoughts and you don't have help or you don't have healthy mentors or people or people that are just taking your money like that. That's why I always tell people, you know, take everything with a grain of salt and really find coaches and mentors and people that are truly genuinely helping you. Like, where is their intention? Where is it coming from? Is it like a good feeling or does, do you leave feeling like you're questioning yourself, you know, and paying attention to that is so important. And listen to that. That's what I've learned. If something doesn't feel 100%, there's a reason. Yes. So it's that that real, and I, I do believe, and we've spoke about this off air before, is when you go through adversity, you mm-hmm. really do get drawn into that empathetic, empathetic side and yeah. you pick things up. So for me personally, when I got through mine and I went through working with this trainer and it found out that Obviously, I was putting a load in my shoulders. I just had to work my back. So in essence, I fixed mine. A lot of people can't. They have to fix here. But I also did cognitive behavioral therapy. So how far the campaign has got is a determination like no other. And that's what I did for my body dysmorphia. I was just so turning that internal dialogue around and, and beginning to love myself. Um, let's not get wires crossed. Not narcissistic love myself. Right, <laughs> like, <exactly. just> <laughs> feel comfortable with myself yeah. but I started seeing it in the gym so I continued in the gym profession because I loved it I'm a people person right. and I'd noticed some of the guys or some of the girls and who we would look at and go my god you look great mm-hmm. and they wouldn't look at themselves or they'd obsess and and I just felt 
I could speak more and I'd start talking and I was like, yeah, I just like notice that you're not like, you don't want your form in the mirror. And then they'd be like, yeah, I can't look at myself. And I'm like, but your body looks perfect. Right. Like literally, I know it's called imperfectly perfect, the campaign, but I'd be like to anybody else. And that's when I posted that picture on social, everyone was like, Glenn, wow. It's what we're doing here. And unless we're willing to face that and work on ourselves and that can go for any aspect of our life. Right that's when our mental health starts diminishing and we do need to know that it's okay to speak out. Cause when I did write about it, I decided to write on my blog about it. Mm-hmm. And I had friends because I shared it on my personal page, reach out and go, Glenn, I think I've got that. I just didn't know there was a term for it. I just thought right. I was obsessing in the mirror. Yeah. And these are some bodybuilders that you would think are like, they do look picture perfect to us and, and the yeah. females and, yeah, it's, it's a big thing in that industry and especially with creatives as well because everything's always oh, got to yeah. be happy, you've got to be on, you've got to... Well, yeah. I think everyone's striving to be their best, but at what point are you unbalanced? You know, and I think that people strive to find this, this thing or they're, they're always looking for something to make them better or, or level them up, you know, and, and I'm all about that. But as long as it's in a healthy way and you're continuing to cultivate a healthy mindset and you're finding your balance within it all, because that's when you can start to go off the deep end into those circles and cycles in your mind and make something that could be so great into an addiction or, or a habit of some sort, you know? And I wanted to bring up Imperfectly Perfect because I just like smile so much because it's doing so well and so much good for the world. So who are some of the people that have been kind of interacting and connecting with you guys now and speaking for you and things like that? Yeah. So today we've just come up to the two-year mile. We've got over 250 influential public figures. So we've got everyone from entertainment. So in terms of America, because your audience will predominantly know a lot of Americans, we've got... Angie Everhart, Shah Jackson, we've got Justin Guarini, Jeremy Jackson, Gina Lee Nolan, the ex-Baywatch cast. Um, we've got David Meltzer, so in the corporate sector, Anthony Trucks, big motivational speaker. And then, yeah, all publications and networks in Australia came over, and we can't forget Mr. Robert Mack. Yeah. He's, <laughs> like you say, he, he is literally like my brother from another mother. We have become so close and just connected and he told his story. He speaks about it all the time. And the first time I met him, he walked in and I was like, I said to, I said to the makeup artist that came in, because I was like, it was early. And I was like, I need a little bit. <laughs> like, come on, I don't wear makeup. Oh, you need to learn about my eyes. <laughs> and in walked Rob. And the first time I saw him and I was like, my God, he's a good looking dude. I was like, is, is, is big broad. Like he smiled and he's got white pearly teeth and, then when he came up to me afterwards and he gave me a hug and he was like, dude, it was like, this is amazing what I do and I get to do, but what you do is everything to me. And we literally, we shot that day for the campaign and he told me his story and it was like, it's the exact same story as yours. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he was like, I just hated myself. I looked at, and you've seen pictures of him. You've seen that. And this is the thing, what we tell ourselves here is just, like we're all going through these internal struggles. And if we just opened and changed that narrative and just like a physical ailment, if we break our bones, we talk about it. Right. But when we break our minds, it, it's kind of, there is, there's so many advocates like yourself and everyone that we're doing our part collectively together, it's changing, which is so good. But there's still sometimes that old school mentality of like, 
I can deal with it. I'm not going to share. Yeah. I'm not going to, which is the sad part. And that's what we want to try and change. So yeah, some incredible people behind it. That is so amazing. And I just wanted to ask your take too on this time that we're going through. Everyone, you know, can really take it as a positive or a negative. And what's your take on kind of the circumstances of a human being having to like be told they have to quarantine and stay home and you're kind of ripped out of your normal schedule and you're not able to go to the gym or you're not able to see friends. Like what does that do to people in your opinion? And like, what can they do to find ways to make it so their mindset is better and shifting from that? Yeah. I mean, all I can speak is on, on, on behalf of my personal experiences. And I would say anyone going through it, it's going to be hard for anyone, especially mental health wise, especially those people that do utilize the fitness to maintain that healthy balance and a lifestyle. So for everything to be taken away, I mean, who would have thought we'd have lived through a pandemic? Like we're all like, what is this? Like, when's it, when's it like getting over? I mean, Sydney, Australia, thank goodness. We're not in lockdown. Melbourne's gone back in. We might. So it's kind of this wave that keeps coming and going. But I know for you guys in the US, it's, it's still very prevalent. And um, I would say the only thing that you can really do, especially if you're on, on your own, is reach out to people. Like yes. Zoom is one thing. It's a way to keep connected. But at least you can visually see who you're talking to when yes. you do feel a sense of, I know it's disconnected, but there is a sense of connection and we have to work with our circumstances. We have to get through it Mm -hmm. and we will. I mean, who would have thought, I wish I'd have put shares in Zoom just before COVID because we'd have been laughing now three months, four months ago, six months ago, nobody knew what Zoom was. And now everybody does. I'm like, wow, should have put shares in this. (laughs) Totally. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And I've, I've even had moments, you know, at where, and I've worked a lot for myself to get to a a good mental space because I, even eight months ago, 10 months ago, I was not in a good mental space. I mean, I, three years of a drunk relationship and just like bad habits and just not doing what I needed to do and just cycling and circling and it was awful, but I know. And then coming into the pandemic too, like I live alone and I just was like, I'd have moments where I just felt like I would get into these cycles of not even wanting to talk to anyone because I just felt bad. And then it was like, I felt more secluded. I felt more alone. And then I would not even want it. It, it was weird. Like I, and, but I remember that feeling. I remember the thoughts I would think too. And that's why I wanted to talk to you so bad because I'm like, this is such a cool, amazing way to really bring light, to change the dialogue on mental health, like you say. Um, and where, what, like, what is the program that's going on right now or, or what is uh, Imperfectly, the campaign? What are you guys doing with it right now? Yeah, so you know what? One of my whole premises with the campaign was people were saying, look, are you going to do a non-for-profit? What's this? What's that? And I have actually got an attorney coming onto the podcast to talk about the difference between non-for-profits and for-profits and all the difference, because there is this huge misconception, even I had it going, what's actually going to the cause? What's going this? And I'm like, when it comes to like huge organizations and like, there's people that fall through the gaps and the suicide rates are still increasing. So I was like, how can I kind of bridge the gap? Because at a time when people aren't earning money like how can we get help to them and disclaimer we're not experts but we're teamed up with experts so what i decided to do was bring on and i call them virtual hands 
Mm-hmm. So it's a chance where you can actually meet somebody that you may have idolized or looked up to and they actually come on and they share their story and how they got through it. But I accompany them with a therapist, whether that be a psychotherapist or a therapist that deals in. So we've done three already. The first one was with Jeremy Jackson, who's a good friend of mine, ex-Baywatch. Everybody on the outside used to see him. Baywatch, biggest show in the world. Yeah. Like huge. What they didn't see behind the scenes was that, and he's very openly spoken about it, he grew up without a father. He was hurting internally. We do not know what it's like, or some people may do. The height of Hollywood fame would be so surreal. It was like, you've got people making money off you, so you don't know who's real. You get bad publicity, but in terms of PR firms, that's good publicity because it's more money and it more comes in. Then you haven't got this father figure that's telling you, oi, pull your crap together kind of to look after you. Yeah. Go out of control. And because you can't talk to people, you can't do certain things. It's kind of like, well, it's like the pandemic. You're stuck on your own yeah. and your friends around you, your real friends have, have got their everyday lives going on. They've got to pay bills and they just can't drop the ball to be with you. And like, so we got him to come on and he went down the route of addiction, as we know, spoken about it and then recovery. But some people don't know now. He's part of the, the campaign. He's a huge advocate pushing in the US and he's part of my team with it. But he's gone to help people open recovery centers. He's a mentor. He's, he's an incredible guy. He's like another brother to me. Like, love that guy so much. And, and Rob's is next week. So Rob's going to talk oh, about what depression. Day? It is on the 29th for you guys. 29th. Okay. What time? So, um, 5.30 PST. Okay. Okay, guys, make sure that you go to uh, Imperfectly Perfect because Rob Mack is going to be speaking at September 29th. I'm just recapping this. So you guys go to your calendars because it's awesome. Who is, is it just Rob Mack speaking? Yeah. So he's a trained professional in terms of, uh, he's got a doctorate in psychology, so he's going to do that. I'm going to facilitate that one. Um, but that's going to be on how to live a happier life, going through depression, his own story, and, and yeah, it's just going through these stories. We had a lady called Rachel Newsham, who you've heard of Les Mills International, the body pump, body combat. It's all over the world now. She's got a reach of 6 million and she came on and she just shared and she poured her heart out and gone, what you see is an end product. And people were sending messages from all over the world going, my God, she goes through everything that I go through. And if we can just open this dialogue and it's just, it's like group therapy. Yeah. It really is. And we've just, we've just found a niche whereby everyone comes to the campaign, they see the visual images, they see a picture of Rob who they may know from E! Entertainment or who they look up to, yeah. and it draws them in. So when they're going to look and it goes straight to a podcast and it shares his story and how he overcame it, but if that doesn't work for them, just to know, keep trying, listen to someone else's story. And then we've got these workshops that go further on whereby we introduce someone that they may never get the chance to meet who is such an advocate that they're going, hey, we want to be part of this. We want to actually tell our story, make people feel less alone and then have it solution-based so people know where to go. And yeah, what, what the aim is, is obviously at the moment we, we put like a, I think it was like a $30, just a ticket, just to cover everything doing it. But our end result is obviously we've now gone into the corporate sector and gone, hey guys, can you get behind this? We want a company that's so affected by mental health and want to make a difference that 
we want to put these events on for free for the public because it's it's us it's the general population that struggles sometimes when it comes to paying for therapists yeah they're very expensive so can you guys like share some of your millions and put into this initiatives please (laughs) yeah we're getting some incredible responses and and people are going like more companies now are seeing productivity go down because of the mental health. So it's, they're turning around and they're going, you know what? I've been affected by this. I want my team to know that I'm there for them. Productivity will go up, but it also also be a culture of going, you know what? I respect my boss. I respect that person because it's caused a ripple effect. And now I feel like I'm, I'm supported. Yes. And that's so true. People want to work for when you feel supported and loved, you want to do better whatever, in whatever that is in a relationship in in work in anything in life. And that's what's so funny about that. I think really the world is shifting for the better, even though there's a lot of negatives right now, perceived negatives. Um, I feel like underlyingly we are really trying most people are trying to you know level up and and do better and live from a place of love and helping people so i'm just so over the moon that i got to talk to you today and thank you so much for doing this and and just creating imperfectly perfect it's so cool um so where can people go and what's the handle and where do you have a website or anything or just the instagram yeah, no. So it started on Instagram because it was very visual. So that's what Instagram is about. So they can go across all the social media platforms, which is at Imperfectly Perfect Campaign. You can find the website imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org or you can go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, where Shay's going to come on and talk about her story and being Imperfectly Perfect yes. um, at Imperfectly Perfect Podcast. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much, Glenn. It was so amazing talking to you and you guys make sure you go. And seriously, this is for everybody. No matter what level you're at in your life, everyone needs a sense of help when it comes to your mental health, like legitimately. So please check out Imperfectly Perfect. And thank you guys so much again for being here on Quantum Magic TV. I will see you guys again next week, every Monday at 12 p.m. PST. Bye guys. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.